0: What is going on, everybody? We're back with another episode of Questionable for Sunday. As always, played in by the NBA on NBC theme. And I'm joined again, as always, by the commish. Connor, what's going on, man? It's, it's good to be back on the pod full-time this time. I just made a s- small appearance last week. Good to be back in a full-time capacity this week.
1: Yeah, welcome back, man. We missed you last week. Uh, Chris and I are holding down the fort. I thought we did a pretty decent job. Um, but yeah, man, it's, uh, it's good to have you back. I just wish that you had lost this weekend.
0: And it was, you know, it was my first time. I wish you weren't undefeated
1: is what I'm trying to say.
0: I think you and everybody else, but, uh, I, I listened to the podcast. Uh, I was on for at the end last week. I didn't listen to that part of the rest
1: people that joined at the end. Yeah.
0: Listen to the rest of the podcast. It was nice being able to just listen to one, take it in and, uh, you, you, you and Chris did a good job. So shout out to Chris. Um, he's probably not going to hear the shout out, but that's okay. Uh, how we, how, how we do gotta,
1: you think uh, Chris did with this segment?
0: It was good. Do lots of good soccer advice. I can't say I followed up to see how his picks did, um, but I'm sure they're better than Joe knows. So, so uh, you know, at least he's 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 one step above that, uh, at a minimum. So, lots of room to work with there. Uh, but our our special guest this week, good to have him back on uh, by himself this time. Last time he was joined by his brother, uh, we got Jordan with us. What's up, Jordan?
2: Hey, guys. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me back. And just uh, real quick, shout out, Hov. I don't think we heard it, but fuck, I'm going to get a beer. Fuck
1: you, dude.
0: Jordan's got a Spirone. Connor's getting something. I got my uh, Trader Joe's sparkling water. Oh, here we go. So, nice. Uh,
1: Montucky cold snack, baby. There you go.
0: Sounds like some gay shit, but drinking like a college kid again. Uh, Jordan, man, how are you feeling about your team right now? Your current state of your team? Give us your thoughts on uh, how, on how it's how it's shaking out.
2: You know, I think I'm in a. I like where I'm at right now. I think I'm in a, in a decent spot. Uh, I was looking at it, it even even with uh, Montgomery on a bye this week. I still have five running backs who are starting for their team. Um, so. You know that feels pretty good given given all the running back injuries we've seen this year, but at the same time, it's like you know I got to bench one of those guys and my receivers suck, <laughs> other than other than the number one receiver in the league. So, uh, but yeah, I mean I I like where I'm at in general. I think hoping to hoping to get Ab and Gronk back soon, yeah. but I've been saying that for a few weeks now and it hasn't happened. So we'll see. I
0: was just gonna say that I don't know. I feel like those guys are still kind of up in the air. I feel like
3: yeah.
0: last week you're probably thinking that they're on their bye. I'm going to have them back. Yeah. Uh, now, now I don't know. I, don't, I feel like Gronk, they signed in our tight end today, I think, to the practice squad. I feel like it's yeah. probably not a good sign for him. Uh, AB, is. I feel like is, he's probably going to be out this week. Who knows about going forward?
2: I mean, the reports for that AB is... Still in a walking boot, so that's yeah. not good. Yikes. And I think they, I think they just brought, try to bring Gronk back too soon because they, they brought him in mm-hmm. the week before their by and then mm-hmm. he got a different injury. So, you know, he's just a brittle old man at this point. Just like me, um,
1: Jordan, we should talk, man, because uh, there's news that Kamara might not play this week, and if that's true, I am, will be struggling at running back. But I do have some decent wide receivers, so maybe we can uh, talk about a trade after the pod.
0: Yeah, hit me up. Yeah, I think you know Marquez Cow is a real hot target. So,
2: how do you feel about Randall Cobb? Uh, it depends what what decade we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, honestly, man,
1: I, I think everyone on my uh, team is uh, available. So, not very good. Oh, yeah, well, that's true. Said, yeah. yeah, that's dude. My team is such trash. God damn it! You know what? I don't get enough credit for going on this podcast every week. My team sucks, and my co-host is nine and zero. Fuck my life, dude. This sucks. <laughs> this is the worst thing ever. And I have it's to come not- back here every week and put on a a, a happy face as if things are going well.
0: And uh, you know, Jordan's team is good. Second highest scoring team in the league, one thousand two hundred seventy-one points. points. Uh, some some tough losses we have to we have to bring it up. Some Monday the Monday night games have not been kind. Uh, going back to to our matchup together with Lamar and Hollywood Brown combining for like seventy points. Uh... I think the next week you you barely you almost got came back on on Monday night. Um, yeah. This last Monday against Joe came down to the wire, um, and you fell just you know like one and a half points short. Uh, I know. I mean, I know it's got to be frustrating, but what's it been like? Just having all these games come down to Monday night and not really go in your favor.
2: Yeah, it it sucks. I mean, it sucks to to lose by such a small margin, you know. But like. In the case of our game where you came, had that massive Monday night comeback, come I mean, you ended up winning by what, like 15 or something like and that, I think, right? yeah. So I try, I don't, like that I I I can live with because if that Monday night game hadn't have been on Monday, like if that was one of the early Sunday wave games, then, you know, it would have been... It wouldn't have been a big deal, so that's. I try to look at it like that and not get not get too upset about it happening on Monday, but it does suck.
0: <laughs> how about you guys? I kind of like it when either my team or and the team I'm playing don't have people going on Monday. I like to know like on Sunday how my game is gonna have shaken out.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: Same boat. Yeah, I like it. I like all my games to be in the ten o'clock window.
0: For sure, uh, but Jordan, glad to have you on again. And uh, looking forward to the episode um, you know it's I don't I don't know uh, how many of you guys have been to mass before but uh, Connor is a very experienced in a Catholic mass but this is a this is a fantasy football mass you guys are about to
1: attend that's that's correct so for some of you who don't know I'm actually an ordained minister in the universal life Church um, uh, actually some of you may know that because I'm pretty sure I obtained my license when I was still an undergrad at UW as a joke and then uh, many years later I went to obtain it for real uh, to be the minister or whatever to be the person at the front of my sister's wedding Um, and I already had the credentials which was pretty hilarious. Um, I just got my 10-year anniversary plaque in the mail and uh, in lieu of uh, last Monday's absolutely crazy Monday Night Football game I thought that some of us were clearly lucky enough to get blessed by the fantasy gods. So let us begin. Um, The fantasy lords be with you.
2: And And also also with you.
1: you. A reading from the book of Matthew Barry. And it was in the fourth quarter that Marquez Calloway, first of his name, came forth and caught a five-yard touchdown pass from St. Simeon. And the fantasy gods said, this is good. But the gods were not done. For good things come to those who wait. A surefire drive by the Steelers marching down the field against the Bears with three minutes remaining was stalled on a third and eight with Benjamin Roethlisberger getting sacked for minus seven yards and now proclaimed with so little time and Chicago getting the ball back a great success. But it was for naught, as Casius March committed the absolute delinquency of posturing towards the Steelers' bench, obtaining a taunting penalty, keeping the Steelers' offense on the field. And as Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris continued to catch passes, the gods looked down upon me and decided that the commish was in time for some luck. And I thank the gods for leading me towards salvation, for they smiled upon me and gifted me with Joe Luck, and for that I am thankful. The gospel of the lords
2: pray, pray to, you, to you fantasy, fantasy gods. gods
1: and now uh we're gonna have prayers coming from uh, anyone in the call i will start um first i'd like to play the music play the music oh yeah yeah, yeah. shit <laughs> wait fuck uh... <laughs> oh yeah all right now time for prayers of the faithful for benjamin hazari and his little boy That they might find peace in the face of adversity which was my team last weekend we pray to the gods
4: gods Gods, God's hear our our prayer prayer. do
1: we have any other
2: prayers from the faithful on this blessed day for chris smart and all of his household that they might find satisfaction in the face of a winless season we pray to the fantasy gods gods God's hear hear our our prayer. prayer for jaren
1: the strongest woman i know who puts up with eric when the rest of us cannot we pray to the gods gods
2: Gods, hear hear our our prayer prayer.
0: for joe and his bank account that they withstand the wrath of his terrible gambling picks we pray to the fantasy gods gods
2: Gods, hear hear our our prayer
0: prayer. for Amac that he's still part of the eig after giving up on his team for the second straight season and never listening to the podcast we pray to the fantasy gods gods
1: Gods, hear our (laughs) prayer uh, for the Vanguard S&P 500 Admiral Shares, that they may rise to new heights, we pray to the fantasy gods.
0: Gods, here are our For Curtis, that Rudy the Barber doesn't have a pot account and sue him for all of his Bitcoin, we pray to the fantasy
1: gods. Gods, here our uh, prayer. Gracious fantasy gods, your ESPN app has poured forth blessings on the EEIG this year. Look with kindness upon Alvin Kamara and Ryan Tannehill. May they cherish one another and be heartened by your love. Through them, may all of the Eeig be blessed. We, as this, through the fantasy god himself, Randy Moss. Amen. amen.
0: Praise Allah.
1: Praise Allah. <laughs> I hope that audio is not totally fucked.
0: Sure. <laughs> then, and there's your fans. Your Wednesday. EAG fantasy football service
1: yeah so you don't need to go to mass this weekend because you already went to church exactly
0: all right let's get into our review here of uh, week nine i'll uh, run through the scores real quick an exciting week it was connor as you mentioned the uh, close victory um graced by the fantasy gods 101.6 to 101.4 over ben
1: i honestly dude uh i was texting spencer the whole time um i honestly couldn't even watch like it was nerve-wracking as hell uh it's just nice to win one uh shout out to my boy ben sorry that you had to be on the other end of uh an awful loss because honestly i've been on that end a lot this year and it sucks
0: jordan we mentioned the monday night loss again 133.5 to 134.9 to joe even with the hit the huge performance from james connor three touchdowns wasn't enough
2: yeah i uh, couldn't so, get it done
0: Spencer uh, beats Chris, 139.1 to 110.9. Tristan with a, a big upset victory here over Curtis. Uh, Allen Robinson and Chase Claypool with you know the battle for the ages on Monday night. Uh, Robinson, with I think, had like a 30-plus yard catch on yeah. the second-to-last uh, Bears drive to uh, give him the, the win, 116.8 to 112.5. Uh, Hovey beats Jerry, 138.6 to 103. And uh, I beat AMAC 131.5 to 94.3. Uh, some nuggets here. Nug life. If the playoffs start today, Jordan would take our, the final spot on points. He would take that sixth spot. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, he's second in points. Uh, Curtis is the third highest scoring team in the league, just behind Jordan. And uh, if the playoffs start today, he would not be in the playoffs. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I just wanted to point out that I'm only ahead of Curtis by six points, so yeah, it's, it's a close one. I'd also yeah. like to point out if the season ended
1: today, I'd be in the fifth spot, um, but if you go to the season stats on the standing page, you'll see that, uh, and I already actually talked with Jordan about this, the top nine teams all have over 1,200 points scored, and then there's me sitting in fifth place with 1,127.
0: And uh, Connor, we have our bet for uh, who scores more points on the season. 25 bucks, don't, don't forget
1: not, not, it's not forgotten. I thought uh, it was twenty five grand. I, that's what I think. Oh I yeah, now you think it's twenty five grand. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> As you mentioned, you know, the three games decide on the final drive Monday. Ben and Connor, Joe and Jordan, and Tristan versus Curtis, and an uh, interesting scoring now here. Uh, the QB 4 this week was Josh Johnson, the uh, backup quarterback uh, for the Jets. Uh, he didn't even play the whole game. Uh, Mike White. I don't, I don't. I can't remember exactly how long Mike White played, but. Uh, Josh Johnson came in relief for uh, the legend, Mike White. Uh,
1: Shout out, Tristan.
0: Josh Johnson scored 25.5 points. Uh, Josh Allen was QB 20. He scored 11.5. And Patrick Mahomes was QB 22, and he scored 10.5. So Josh Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes scored less than half of what Josh Johnson scored on Thursday, even though Josh Johnson uh, didn't even play the entire game. We uh, time to get out some highlights. It's the uh, I consulted Joe Rogan award uh, this week, our Topical. highlight of the week here. Uh, I'll start with you, Connor. Who do you want to? What do you want to highlight from this week? Uh,
1: yeah, my highlight goes to the University of Arizona football team. Uh, they won their first game in two years. I think it was a 20-game losing streak. I was actually in Tucson this past weekend, and and uh, I had an opportunity to go to the game. I wanted to go, and my friends didn't and I missed out on a chance to see history, which sucked, but I was around downtown for the after party and holy shit, it was popping. Um, just goes to show you that uh, happiness is
2: relative in life.
0: Uh, Jordan, what you got?
2: I mean, we already talked about it, but the, the Monday night game in general was awesome. Just seeing, you know, having three games go down to the wire like that was sweet. Uh, even though it was, was a tough one for me and, it was an even tougher one for the uh, the uh, Hazari Bros versus Erickson Bros rivalry. That was, uh, you know, dropping two of them there in the in the last couple <laughs> drives was brutal. So I was I was looking at that rivalry, just breaking it down a little bit. Hazari Bros right now are nine and nine. Erickson Bros are thirteen and five. So we're we're four games back, but we the Hazari Bros have scored ninety more points on the season, wow. an average of ten per week. Um. Hazari Bros have also have 246 more points against, an average of 27 per week. Wow, it's a uh, it's a tough scene. I think it's time to bring back the uh, what was it called the Joe's uh, luck factor. You remember that <laughs> that thing where he, he had that that black box Excel equation that he would yeah. bring up and take a picture of it with his phone on his computer screen and play that. <laughs> I think, it's, I think we need to bring that back. Let's go, Joe. <laughs> it, was, it, was,
0: it was it was about as well received. It was probably uh, less well received than Joe knows, which is pretty tough to do. But uh you know whatever whatever numbers Joe is punching in there, we don't really know. But yeah, but time to bring time to bring the Joe Lock ratings back. Uh I'm giving my shout out to Tristan. A big win for him, obviously, against Curtis. Upset victory. Uh, The guys who he drafted, who he thought were going to perform well, who had been letting him down, they came up big for him this week. Uh, We mentioned Allen Robinson. He has the 8.8 points on Monday to give him the victory. And uh, had Brandon Ayuk in his flex. And uh, Ayuk caught a touchdown first one of the season for him, for the 49ers, 15.7 points uh, there. So, uh, shout out to Tristan. Uh, I also know there's some back and forth, uh, text between Spencer and Tristan over some trades and, uh, there's some disagreements, arguments there and result. I think a pretty sure result in Spencer telling Tristan that he's just a free hundred dollars to the league every year. So, uh, shout out Tristan for that too. Um, but yeah, that does it for our, uh, our recap now uh, of week nine and uh, to jump into the exciting week 10 we uh, we're on to our third episode here of a Widow strange so let's see what we got
3: harken back to my hushed meeting with deranged Philadelphia sports fan Mike in week one he shared inside knowledge into the tragic details of NFL media manipulation ...and curiously did not object to my leading questions regarding the league MVP's sexual orientation. Add this to the allegations, by high-profile, podcast baron, Connor McHugh... ...and his wager with unpaid intern and all-around bitch-boy Eric... <laughs> ...and things begin to appear a little strange. <laughs> Plotting my next investigative angle... All was quiet until Thursday morning when my conspiracy-compiling dark web algorithms began to send relentless push notifications to my otherwise completely surveilled Android device. I tuned into the Pat McAfee show and began to witness Aaron Rodgers tackle his critics head-on. 48 minutes later, I was left in such a post-coitus of anti-vax adoration for the man that I was caught completely unawares. A familiar elderly gentleman in a blue beanie was sending a request for a FaceTime, and apprehensively I answered... Yeah, hello? Aaron? Aaron, is that you?
4: Hey, guys. How you doing?
3: Yeah, Aaron, I just saw you on the Pat McAfee show. (laughs) You have COVID, right? How are you doing?
4: Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. Uh, Big thanks to everybody that reached out, checked on me the last couple days. Uh, Felt really good. You know, heard from so many teammates, former teammates, uh, coaches, members of the organization, friends.
3: Right, well, I'm... I'm sure all these men were reaching out in a strictly platonic manner because you're such an inspirational leader and role model in all facets of life, and certainly not for romantic reasons.
4: But that's what I I do want to say, you know, is is I have taken Big Johnson, um, and we felt like it was what was best for me.
3: Well, I I can't say that I'm surprised to hear you say, in your words, that you've taken Big Johnson. That does take a lot of strength to come out and be yourself in the face of your COVID vaccination backlash. You mentioned teammates. It's got to be Randall Cobb, right? Lil, Lil Randy, your boo thing? Alan Lazard was a close contact,
4: and uh, Devontae Adams.
3: Wow, no Lil Randy. I'm shocked. It must have been difficult to maintain the clubhouse stability with you slinging your dick around like Brett Favre in a pair of Carpenter Cut Wranglers. How did you, Alan, and Devontae keep your love triangle a secret from the media all these years?
4: I just want to say, you know... That is what the media has been trying to do. They're trying to shame and out uh, and cancel all of us non straight people. Call us selfish. I mean, that's the propaganda line, too. Now, you're selfish for making a decision that's in the best interest of your body. Now, I've already spelled out, which I shouldn't have to, but I've already spelled out the issues of my own personal body and my own personal health, right, that um, uh, the doctors that I consulted with have been doing this for decades, Uh, the same type of stuff for children and 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 adults who have amino cop amino copper amino cop amino cop amino
3: easy there aaron either the ivermectin is getting to you or you're taking a halftime snack on that big johnson you mentioned earlier let's give you a chance to get back on track
4: amino cop amino immunocomprom- compromisation uh, they have reasons and conditions or reasons that they cannot take hard for johnson um but 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 um i think the thing that that is so disappointing is that it was not just that but it was the coercion and the collusion you know of gm saying they're not going to they're not going to sign non-straight players and the coercion for player 54 through 90 who thinks if I don't make this squad that I'm on now in training camp I'm, and I'm not straight, I, my, my career is over. Um, so there wasn't even opportunities. Workers in those same environments had no opportunities. Workers at the facilities, and this happened all over the country. You were seeing firefight, uh, firefighters and policemen and government workers who were saying, well, no, it's, you know, what about my body, my choice?
3: Well, with firefighters, policemen, and government workers, you must be a huge fan of the village people.
4: You know, what about making the best decision for my own circumstance? That's most disappointing. Look at our squad. We've had, you know, I'm the second uh, non-straight player to test positive. It's pretty evident I tested positive being around a straight individual. I mean, that's the majority of people I spend time with. Um, There's been dozens of individuals that work at the facility that are straight that tested positive.
3: Wait, are we still talking about COVID?
4: or for the media out there taking shots at me like you don't know my story now you do so quit lying about me and personal decisions in my opinion should be private and they shouldn't have to be like gone through the ringer and over scrutinized by you know people who are just pushing their own type of propaganda on the people and and ideals you wanna have a conversation about I'm more than wanna have a conversation about it but bodily autonomy is a right And the shaming and the outing that, you know, people seem to get off on so much of finding these people who, you know, oh my God, can you believe these crackpots who are not straight? Everybody has their own story. Everybody has their own story and their own issues and and their own reasons for doing things. But this shaming cancel society, that is wrong. And I made a choice that was in my best interest. You might respect it. You might hate it. But I bet you the same people that hate it are the same people that are really gonna hate. My desire to, to touch big hard for Johnson every single day, um, and I'm thankful for all the love and support I've gotten. But I've been taking the hard for Johnson zinc, vitamin C and D, H E Q, and um, that's, and I feel pretty incredible.
0: strange uh, a monumental moment in question for Sunday history having you know Aaron Rodgers be a part of the podcast gotta say don't, don't you think Connor
1: absolutely I can't even believe we had anyone famous on this podcast I, <laughs> as a d1 athlete I thought I was the most famous person to come on this podcast uh but man getting Aaron Rodgers on is great I mean I can't believe it um it just goes to show you that uh you know he's not the only person who has poised coitus adoration For
0: sure, Uh, Jordan. Any thoughts on that episode?
2: And that was just some some hard hitting uh, journalism there. I love it. You know, it's uh, if he wants to take big hard Johnson, that's his choice. You know,
1: (laughs)
0: exactly. His body, his choice. Yeah, his body, his Johnsons. Uh, A lot of COVID talk there too. Uh, We have a player we always need to check on every week. Also part of Curz's team. Uh, Miles Sanders out there in Philly hasn't been, hasn't been not quite ready to come off the IR yet, uh, for his injury, but we got to check in on the rest of his health. Uh, Connor, we're going over to you.
1: Yes, yes, Eric, I'm coming from you live from the Philadelphia Eagles facility in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and can confirm Miles Sanders takes Big Johnson's. I mean, doesn't have COVID. Back to you.
0: Good to hear for our boy Miles. Um, you know, maybe he, him, and Aaron Rodgers could get together in the off season. Uh, you never know what could happen.
1: Yeah, swap some uh, spit, you know.
0: The uh, Van, the Vanguard Connor, I, the stock market's been down the last few days. Uh, what's what's going on with the Vanguard 500?
1: Well, uh, glorious news today, EEIG league members and general questionable for Sunday podcast listeners. Uh, right now, the Vanguard S&P 500 Index Fund. Um, my investment has gone from $1,200 to $1,249.90. We are so close to breaking that $50 barrier. Um, I might just have to sell because, uh, man, things are looking real good uh, in the McHugh household. That's 50 bucks I've made off you fucks this year, and it feels great. Uh,
0: I, put it, I put in a segment for uh, some bold predictions from us. Do, do you guys got anything? Yeah, I got one. Okay, let's see let's go to you first, Jordan. What do you what do you think?
2: So, Eric, you're sitting at nine and right now. My bold prediction is that you will not get a first round bye, and actually you'll lose in the first round of the playoffs. Ooh. Damn. So five games left. Spencer's two games back, Hovey's three games back. I think they'll they'll both uh pass you before the season's up.
0: I gotta say, uh, I, I, I'm not jumping on board with this one. I uh, I still play Chris, so I feel like that's an automatic win. Hey, that's why it's a bold prediction. <laughs> I still got I got Connor still, so clash of the co host too. I feel like that's another automatic win.
1: Yo, uh, let's even- see. You're playing Spencer, then Ben, then Chris, then Connor, me, and then Jerry. There's some powerhouses in there. I mean, you think you're gonna go three and two in that run?
0: I mean, I don't even know if I need to go three and two. I feel like two and three will probably be good enough to get me in. And with games against you and Chris, I feel like, uh, you know, if I go one, if I went one and one against uh, Spencer and Ben these next two weeks, I am it's like a sh- I'm a shoe in for a bye at that point.
1: I actually think you will beat me. I think week thirteen when we play, uh, I think I have
0: a yeah. Tannehill's on bye, Tana so on. you only have one quarterback, so yeah. I like my odds in that matchup. Fair enough. Uh, but hey, I like the call
1: um i got a, a yeah you know, i got a, goal, a I got bold prediction now. unless you okay, want to wrap up it? your
0: no go ahead what's your prediction all right
1: it's a similar vein um so i'm sitting at five and four uh my bold prediction is that i'm going to make the playoffs and <laughs> i'll tell you why it's a bold prediction because my team is actually <laughs> trash and my team sucks um And, yeah, right now I'm in the fifth seed, but, like, points four are pretty low. If you just take a look at my roster, you can see it's pretty bad. But take a look who I'm playing. I play Joe this week. Then I play Chris. Then I play Tristan. Then I play Eric. And then I play Hovey. If I can take three or four of those games, I think I have a good shot. The hardest uh, is going to be playing Hovey week 14. That's going to be a real barn burner. Um, But I think think that the fantasy gods have blessed my team this year. And... uh, I am the sacrificial lamb for the league.
0: Yeah, I feel like at this point everyone is rooting for Jordan and Curtis to win every game, so they're in on record. Because if they're having to go for the point spot, I feel like uh, everyone else is kind of screwed. So like Jerry and Joe and and uh, Connor, yeah, you guys are all rooting for for uh, Jordan and Curtis. Uh, I guess Connor, you wouldn't be rooting for him. You're just trying to get on record, probably at this point. But
1: yeah, I'm about 100 points behind. So yeah. those those
0: other teams that are kind of in the mix there. They're they're just rooting for Jordan and uh, Curtis to uh to get the W's. Uh, my bold prediction. You, you, it's bold. I'm saying that uh, the total bowl winner this year is going to be Joe. Ooh. Um, Joe's team, the t- obviously injuries haven't gone his way. Uh, he had Saquon. He got injured. Derrick Henry goes out for the season. Uh, his quarterback play has not been great. I feel like Joe didn't draft a very good team. Uh, we we made a bet before the draft on who fantasy pros would say would have the worst draft, and each of us took two people. And uh, the person who was given the worst draft, Gary, by fantasy pros was Joe. So Joe had the worst draft. He's going to have the worst finish the season, be the toilet bowl winner. And uh, we'll have to come up with a hell of a last place punishment if it is Joe that ends up being winning the, the toilet bowl.
2: I think that would be a very popular toilet bowl champion. <laughs> I, can't,
1: I can't wait for the, if that actually happens, I can't wait for the post-season Discord call slash podcast where we all talk about the punishment because the ideas that will be thrown out are going to be awful. And I can't wait.
0: All right, so that was the three bold predictions from us uh, to end the year. Uh, I, I like them. There was a trade that happened uh, shortly before the podcast here, uh, so we can uh, announce it and maybe give some thoughts. I traded uh, Michael Carter and Sterling Shepherd to Joe for Kenny Dal- Galde and Saquon Barkley. So this is actually the second trade that Joe has made, where he's traded back for someone that he traded earlier in the year uh, last week. <laughs> or yeah, last week he traded. He got Joe Mixon from Spencer after the Derrick Henry news. And Joe drafted Joe Mixon and traded him like 10 minutes after the draft ended earlier in the year. Um, Jordan, I know you had some thoughts before the podcast we talked about a little bit. So, why don't you put them on the pod here? What did you think of the deal?
2: Yeah, I didn't really understand it. I mean, I feel like you pretty clearly won this one. Like, to me, I look at Shepard and Galladay as kind of the same guy at this point and I mean I'd much rather have Saquon for the rest of the year than Michael Carter but I don't know I guess Joe needs a win this week and you know Saquon's hurt and on by so I guess I I understand the the like why he did it but I don't know I don't like it for him yeah
0: I think uh if you know if all the Giants receivers are healthy. I think Shepard may be the one you'd want to own. I guess you could you could maybe argue Kadarius Tony, but I feel like Shepard just gets a ton of targets. Like, I feel like he's been double-digit targets. like Almost every game, he's been fully healthy. Even the last game, he got injured before the end of the first half. He had seven targets against the Chiefs. So he does get a lot of targets. But I feel like he's always injured. He's been injured twice already this year. He's missed multiple games. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, I so guess... I can, I guess you I could call spoil. him an upgrade, but the difference between Shepard and Galladay is <clears throat> tiny compared to the difference between Carter and Saquon, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think if Shepard was healthy, you he would like to deal a little more. But the fact yeah. that he's also injured and you just don't really know. Like, he's he's injured all the time. He's always injured. He's been injured twice this year. He's injured, right? like, in the past all the time. Mm-hmm. He's good when he's out there. You just don't know how... How much he's going to be available?
1: Wait, are you talking about Saquon Barkley right right now? Because that sounds exactly like yeah, Barkley. that's true. It's a good
0: yeah, point. I mean, for me, I just I'm 9 and know, it's but I feel like I don't I don't consider my team the best team in the league. And uh, Saquon, he has the Giants have like a pretty good schedule down the stretch. So I feel like if he's able to stay healthy and uh, he has some good matchups, that could he's a player who could boost my team to maybe being able to win it all. So I was able to willing to take the risk, Michael Carter. He was okay last week and he was really good the week before that when I had him. But uh, just like the upside of Saquon. Uh, We also had waivers go through today. Um, Nothing too crazy here. Vermandre Stevenson was the biggest pickup that was by me uh, for $27. Eno Benjamin was next for seven. Connor, you picked up Dan Arnold for six. And then some smaller pickups uh, through the rest. Uh, anything stand out to you guys from uh, waivers this week?
1: Um, I, I like the, you know, uh, Benjamin pickup a lot, to be honest. Um, I think that guy is going to be a contributor for the Cardinals. I, I'm not that high on Ramondre Stevenson. I think a lot of people bought into the preseason hype. I, I'm sure he's bounced around a couple squads already this year. But it seems like um, he got he obviously played well last weekend, got a ton of points. Um, but the uh, Patriots use a lot of running backs. We'll have to see where that goes. Do you plan on playing him immediately?
0: Well he's actually in concussion protocol, so oh. is Damian Harris. Um so I was just willing to take the risk. Like if Damian Harris was out and Ramondre Stevens Stevenson cleared concussion protocol, I feel like he would be the lead back this week. Um so a little bit of a risk, I guess. Maybe you know, twenty seven dollars was the highest twelve dollars above the next bit. Um so I don't feel too bad about the price, but I feel like it's getting to that point of the year. There's just not, there's just not going to be many chances left to like yeah. get a to get a guy. I feel like there's some upside with Stevenson, so I'm with it. But I like the Eno Benjamin pickup, too. I bid seventeen dollars on him, but I was, uh I'd already picked up Stevenson, so I didn't get him. Curtis got him for seven. I was kind of I was surprised there wasn't more bids for him. I feel like there's only yeah one other bid. Jerry bid zero dollars for him um yeah. i feel well, like he has I, I, like james connor's not going to be like a three down back i kind don't of think you know benjamin's going to get s- some decent work i think like he could be like a Naheem hines or like a jd mckissick type role in uh, that offense you know high-powered offense i feel like that's a, a pretty solid pickup for curtis uh especially at the price seven bucks yeah i like that one
1: i uh, i totally agree um i went with the Hovey myth on that i knew i wasn't going to get him so i didn't bid on him <laughs>
0: Or maybe you changed your bid at, because you knew you were going to get him. You just changed it to a lower number, right? Because I was like, "Well, I'm not think... going to get him
1: at ever, so I'll just, I'll just arbitrarily <laughs> lower my bid for no reason." Shout out Hovey.
0: <laughs> Jordan, and Gioni, Anything else
2: on the waivers you want to, sh- to highlight? I'm with you guys. I had, uh, you know, as the as the best pickup. Um, I mean, Edmonds. What does he have? A high ankle sprain? Is that what it was?
0: Yeah, I feel like he's going to be
2: out for like multiple weeks. Yeah. So you know he'll. Benjamin's a guy that'll get you get some playing time, so seven bucks seems like a really good deal.
0: I just noticed I was just looking at the moves made this year. Uh, I lead with fifty-eight. The next highest is Connor with twenty-nine. So almost thirty more moves. Thirty moves between
1: first and second. Uh, that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> don't you have children? Like, don't you? Just, didn't your wife just have a baby, Eric? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, but i was looking at i feel like amac only had one move forever he's up to six i don't know where that came from but uh i guess he hasn't spent any dollars yet it, it's all it's it's all he's sticking with the hobie method it's all come after the original waiver period mm-hmm. uh, But he's up to six chris and hobie have seven moves um we all we all hope new strategy we all heard about it last week so um it's, it's about as bold as this previous strategy that AMAC has taken on this year, but uh, just just interesting, just just was curious, looking at the standings, an interesting note. And uh, we got to make our picks now for week 10, Wait, so let's... Real I'll... quick,
2: before we get into the predictions, I just wanted to bring up that uh, ESPN now has Chris at a 0% chance to make the playoffs, which I believe he's the, the uh, we haven't had a zero yet, have we?
0: I think Tristan at points in the year was at zero, and then they like <laughs> yeah. would bump him up to
2: one. It happened was like, like a decimal, times.
1: yeah. Like depend on how they rounded it.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah, anyway, but, uh... I just wanted to shout that out. <laughs> Tough season for Chris. Yeah, I mean
1: Chris.
0: Chris I think uh, on record, uh, record on a uh, record, Chris would be eliminated. I think at this point.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: Someone would have to check and look yeah. at all the ma- how it works yeah. out. But uh, obviously, he could still make it in on points in our league. ESPN is not taking that into account. Um, but if he just, you know, had some hot weeks here, uh, there is, there is, you know, Chris still is alive. So, you know, still, still a lot to play for. And, uh, you know, I'm just looking at, I had the standings up, but I just wanted to see. Uh, the first, I mean, the last two, the, the two last placed, the 11th and 12th, they obviously get the first round by in the 12th bowl. So, you, you know, teams are trying to avoid that right now. It would be Chris and Tristan. Uh, but A at three and six and Joe at four and five. I feel like are all in contention there. Um, Jerry and Curtis and Jordan, you guys are all four and five, but I don't I wouldn't consider you guys in contention for a teleport pie at this point. No,
2: your teams are actually decent. <laughs> I mean I hope not, but who knows?
0: <laughs> uh, but now let's jump into our, our week ten picks here, to go over the uh, the matchups as I pull up the scoreboard here. Connor, we'll start with you, you're taking on Joe this week um uh, are you gonna are you gonna go with yourself or are you gonna you know be a cuck like you usually are and pick against yourself
1: you know i have been absolutely blessed by the fantasy gods this past weekend and my eyes are open um i see the path towards fantasy salvation and i'm, I'm taking myself you know um i think it's pretty cut dry uh i think i should have tua back as well um, which would be nice. Seems like he was going to play last week and they pulled him at the last second just to make sure that he's full healthy. Um, And I, I don't have anyone else on bye, at least for the next two, three weeks. And uh, yeah, you know, this is a game my my squad's got to win if uh, we want to have a chance to make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, to a game-time decision, you obviously have a set, so you have the insurance there, so that's nice. You, you know, the is not doing them too well. Was a, uh, Kadarius Tony, Sterling Shepard, Joe Mixon all on by? Um, just starting Curtis Samuel, so that kind of shows you where he's at this week. Uh, yeah, his seems is not looking too hot. I think he's uh, got one of the worst lineups this week. So I'm going with Connor. My man, Jordan, is it a sweep?
2: I'm. Conditionally taking Connor, and the condition is that Khmer has to play because he's banged up right yeah
1: he uh he was out, out of practice today as like a knee sprain, so that's a that's a very fair condition. I was about to get really angry, but that's a very rational point
2: <laughs> yeah, so if he doesn't play, I think i I might take Joe, but uh, for the official record I'm taking Connor
0: yeah I mean uh Ty Johnson I'm assuming would probably slide into the Khmer spot um, if he's out, obviously. It's it's obviously a, lot, a hit when Kamara's out, but it's, Ty Johnson is a solid replacement, I would say, as far as guys he'd have to go to. Um, but yeah, I don't know how how are you feeling about Kamara, Connor, I, I feel like uh, they've they've tried out other running backs. Like kind of all the signs are pointing to maybe him missing missing some time. I don't know how do you feel.
1: Um I I saw, I heard the rumor um maybe Monday or yesterday. I, I feel like I read like there was some random Twitter post about it. Um I also heard that there's like some online doctor who said it's a two week injury. Um if it's actually what he thinks it is. So um yeah, Jordan, we should talk after the pod man, I might need a running back.
0: Just looking at Joe's I'm looking at Joe's roster too. I'm curious to see how he's, he's still uh, rostering Marlon Mack and Trey Sermon, uh, who were part of the original Mike Carter deal. Uh, both guys were healthy scratches last week. Um, I can't see either of those guys getting too much playing time in the future. Uh, I feel like those roster spots could maybe be, be used better elsewhere, but maybe Joes really doesn't want to show that how bad of a trade he made, so he's holding on for hope.
1: I think he's hoping for a, a plane crash. <laughs> <laughs> so those guys can get some playing time
0: uh, yeah bold prediction there. there too our next matchup we have uh, Chris at 0-9 still searching for that first win uh, he's taking on Ben this week uh, I, I don't think he's going to get the win I think 0-10 uh, is uh, is in the future here for Chris so I'm going with Ben uh, Jordan are you taking your brother or is, or is there an episode blooming
2: no, I'm taking Ben. I, You know, I still like Chris's team. I don't think it's that bad. But Ben's team's looking pretty stacked now. So uh, I think he's just got the edge. Also, I don't know if you guys saw the, the uh, quote from Wentz today, but I don't know, Ben's team just seems really dedicated. Wentz apparently <laughs> said that, so his wife is, is due on Sunday. And Wentz, he said that he would miss the birth of his child to play. If, uh, if she went into labor on Sunday. So that's yeah. dedication right there.
0: It's a second kid. He's like, I've already
2: done this once, so who, who needs to be there again? Yeah, the best, right. best comment I saw, I saw on that was, if he's anything like the last Colts quarterback, he'll have about eight more tries to <laughs> see his kid be born. So.
0: True.
1: Yeah, well, do you guys think that Carson Wentz is, is more scared of anything in the world than having a backup take his spot due to him missing time? I feel like out of anyone yeah he's clearly that's, very so like self-aware of that and like it's kind of embarrassing
2: to be honest yeah he's not gonna have it's <laughs> a fair point
0: yeah i feel like chris's team like on paper like if if the dra- if this was the draft i happen to say on paper chris's team looked pretty solid but like antonio gibson he's just been banged up all year he's never gonna get healthier it hasn't really worked out for him dalvin cook's been banged out now he's got this other situation rising It sounds like he's going to play on Sunday, but who knows what comes from that potentially. He does have Alexander Masson as a backup if anything went wrong. Uh, DJ Moore was hot to start the year. Darnold has crashed now, so DJ Moore's stock has gone with that. Um, Jared Goff as their second QB is is Jared Goff, so uh, it's never going to be too great. But um, hey, you know, maybe this is a week. We saw some upsets last week uh, with. Connor beating Ben and, uh, Tristan beating Curtis, so maybe this is week for, uh, Chris to catch that first W.
1: I also have uh, next... Ben.
0: I, I couldn't remember if I went to you for your pick. But... I
1: already filled it on the show sheet, so I was like, oh, he probably saw that. No, yeah, I, I have Ben. Sorry, Chris. The woes are on
0: you. Let's go to your matchup this week against Tristan, uh, I feel like, uh, if, if Joe doesn't have the worst lineup this week, it, Tristan, Tristan's also in contention for that one, so, uh, that makes my pick pretty easy. I'm I'm going with your your squad.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm going with my squad as well. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm loaded at running back this week, so I think if I can get, you know, any decent amount of points out of my wide receiver two and three spot, I'll be able to take this one. Honor. Yeah.
1: So um sorry, a little bit of squirts. I'm gonna take Jordan in this week's matchup. Jordan, your team's pretty pretty solid, man. I gotta give it to you. If, uh, yeah. if only Ryan Fitzpatrick had worked out, you know.
0: I gotta say, my biggest regret yeah. this season is not bidding more on Taylor Heineke. Because I had, I did the whole I had like a hundred dollar bid in on him, and then I switched it. Like the far went to that night, and then I think you got him for like seventy dollars or something like that.
2: Yeah, so I think I got him for like a couple bucks more than the <laughs> the next highest bid. Um, but I mean, he's he started off really good, but. He's kind of cooled off a bit. He hasn't. A
0: little changed, bit, but still, yeah, just getting like a starting quarterback at that, yeah. I feel like at that price compared to what some other guys have gone for. Yeah,
2: definitely.
0: Like, I mean, Geno Smith went for like one hundred and twenty thirty something. Yeah. His value is done now. Like, Heineke is, who knows when Fitzpatrick's going to be back? I don't think he's close to coming back,
1: I don't really.
0: Know. And so, you know, even if he's been up and down, it's like having that uh, other quarterback on your roster has been super nice for you.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: And uh, going against Tampa Bay this week, obviously, uh, you're not going to run on Tampa Bay, so you're going to have to pass. And they're probably going to be losing. So, pretty good. You know, you see Tampa Bay, you wouldn't think it's a good matchup for quarterbacks. It's not the worst thing in the world.
2: Yeah.
0: But you're playing Tristan's team. It's not looking too strong. Uh, You know, Chuba Hubbard isn't as good of a play anymore. He gets Dearness Johnson in the lineup, which is nice. But... uh, enough on that. We'll go to our next matchup here. like this may be a matchup of the week potential here. Curtis taking on Hovey. Uh, Connor, I'll start with you. Who do you like in this one?
1: Um, I haven't even really looked, Uh, but I think that uh, I'm just going to take Hovey. Fuck it. Blind. I'll take Hovey. Shout out to Hovey. Right.
0: Uh, Jordan, who do you who you like in this one?
2: Taking Hove as well. Shout out Hove. Blind? Or did you look? I mean, I looked. I don't have much to say about it, but
0: I don't know. I like Hovey's team. Yeah, i uh I'm gonna go with Hovey as well, actually. Um you know, Fantasy Pros has a the thing, they do like power rankings for each week. Um and like they grade the teams out of a hundred. And there's always like one team with the hundred. I think it's kinda like, graded on a curve, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. And uh, both Curtis and Hovey's teams are a hundred this week. So these are uh, what Fantasy Pros says are the top two lineups this week. Um I feel like a, a chief, the Chiefs have to get going on offense at some point. like they got to bounce back somewhere at some point. It can't yeah. keep being this bad. I feel like the Raiders, I feel like it's a good matchup this week against the Raiders. So I feel like Mahomes could have a big game. Um, Zeke against Atlanta, Having McCaffrey in his lineup now, being back full-time is huge. Um, Mike Evans there's, with AB out and potentially Godwin is out too. He's questionable. So Mike Evans could be, you know, that tr- of the only, um, big time receiver for the bucks could see some big games from them. So I'm going to go with Toby, but, uh wouldn't be surprised to see that one go either way. So a sur- I would say a surprise sweep there in that one. Uh, our next matchup is Jerry and Amac. uh, Connor, I'll start with you. I- I feel like we got, we've had a lot of sleep so far. I feel like this might be another one, So, but uh, let's hear it.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, man, we're all being pretty lame, choosing the same people. Uh, I'm going to kick it off by picking Jerry. Uh, Jerry, you know, obviously, he's one of the premier drafters in the EIG League, and uh, we've all noticed his uh, him atop the point score ranking the past couple of years. He's having a little bit of a down year. His team is still decent, uh, but I think it's going to have enough to beat A-Mac this weekend
0: a seems is not very good, so I'm going to go with Jerry.
1: Solid analysis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, yeah, that's going to be a sweep. Alright, maybe a matchup we won't have a sweep here. We got uh, myself taking on Spencer. First place first second place in the standings. Um, Jordan, I'll start with you. Who do you like in this one?
1: Um, I'm taking Spencer. Yeah, I'm taking Spencer. Connor? Uh, I'm taking Spencer because someone needs to stop you, Eric. Your, your, your stupid luck of the season must end and Spencer is our savior and he will put you in your place.
0: I'm going to end this, this streak of sweeps. I feel like my luck is going to keep going. Uh, S- Spencer, looking at the lineups now, if, if, if everyone's healthy, Spencer has a better lineup than me, but, uh... Murray and Hopkins, both questionable. Chubb has COVID, so he's probably going to be out. Amari Cooper's questionable. Chris Godwin is questionable. Who knows if Aaron Rodgers is going to be back in time. Uh, He still has to clear COVID protocols. I don't know. He sounded like
2: he was in pretty good spirits on the uh, phone call.
0: Um, Yeah, he did. (laughs) So, I mean, things are pointing in his direction. But there's a potential, I guess, that Spencer could be missing a lot of crucial players. And that could uh, dampen his lineup um so i'm gonna go with uh myself even though i did you know the trade i made today did hurt my lineup for this week um but hopefully i'm get chris carson back um jimmy jimmy g the last two weeks has been like the highest scoring quarterback over the last two weeks so you know hopefully he'll keep her rolling as my QB two. um if i do end up starting in by michael lawrence i don't know but um i'm gonna break the streak of sweeps not, make us not be so lame and go with myself yeah, there's our predictions there for week 10. Um, do we have any uh, listener questions, anything to end the podcast here? Connor?
1: Uh, no, I was uh, too busy um, talking to the fantasy gods um, this past couple days. I've been uh, doing a lot of meditating, uh, lighting a lot of incense, and smoking a lot of hookah. And playing a bunch of pickup basketball, right? Absolutely. Yep. Working on that left hand. Um, I kind of forgot it existed. Uh, are we calling fouls? Because working... my free throw shot's looking pretty solid.
0: I mean, one-on-one, on one, I don't think there's any free throws, but uh, I mean, you can call fouls, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, well, maybe I'm going to be running by. He'll be so fast, I'm going to get to the free throw line and take a nice, easy free throw, possibly. So, I don't know. That was a pretty lame attempt. And, uh, okay, so, shit.
0: Jordan, you have a bet on this matchup, right?
2: Yeah, I do uh, with Tristan. Is that Kitty? Yeah, it is.
1: Let He's getting see. on Let the that Kitty. screen here. Let me see that pussy. <laughs> hey, what's up, Kitty?
2: <laughs>
0: He's here to pray to the fantasy gods too.
2: He Is <laughs> it's a sign. Um, but yeah, I gotta bet I'm. I'm. I took you, Connor. Uh, There's a little dispute about that because Tristan claimed that he took you when he was on the pod, but that uh, that wasn't actually true.
1: He was so. It, he he was so he believed himself so much, you know. <laughs> and uh, turns out uh, he didn't take me. Can you believe
2: that? To be fair, we were we were pretty deep into the whiskey when we made these bets, <laughs> so uh, you know I can't really blame. Now, uh, Jordan, have you you've seen Connor play basketball, right? I have. Yeah, he's the box out king. And and you've also
0: you've also played with Toby. You've seen him play. Yeah. So I mean, give us your analysis
2: on the matchup. I don't. Uh, I don't know. It's I don't think any analysis would really like the last time I saw Connor play was in what was that twenty twelve? Yeah. <laughs> and the last time I saw Hovi play was probably before that. So uh, I don't know. I think it's I think it's fifty fifty. Yeah, uh,
0: I, mean, I feel like whoever we gotta ask Joe for the line, but I feel like it's gonna be pretty close to a pickup. Yeah, uh, either side here
2: beyond i'm Hovis
0: promoter mm-hmm. it's it's ridiculous that you would pick against him and you know <laughs> the odds even money on Hobie is just like i mean i might take out my mortgage and just put it on him at this point like, let's be serious eric you've seen the box out king play haven't you i have yeah uh i don't know not not a not a ton i don't think maybe like once um I wouldn't say it was anything memorable, but I mean, I've seen I've seen plenty of I've seen plenty of great performances from Hovey. Yeah, I mean performances you can like recall. I don't, I don't recall playing with Connie. He was just there, you know. He was just like a player on the court. Yeah,
1: I'm like a, a my basketball skills. I'm like a really strong father figure. Like nothing that you can recall, but always there in the background, being very positive.
0: Exactly, you know, like Hovi, you remember his performances.
1: Right, right. Hovi's the bad boy of basketball, you know. But
2: how can you bet against a really strong father figure? Come on, I'm saying, (laughs)
1: dude.
2: I mean, Connor probably has some kids out there.
1: Yeah, Uh, Connor. Connor
0: seems like the kind of guy who would donate to a sperm bank. Have you ever donated to a sperm bank, Connor? No. You seem like the
1: the kind of guy. I want to spread my seed, but (laughs) can't get a girl to say yes. So. I thought they had a height requirement. I'm pretty sure I don't meet that requirement. I thought it was six foot to donate. Is it really?
0: That seems. Am I uh, making that up? I might be mildly it false, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll
1: have, to, we'll have to get our intern to double check that. Yeah. yeah.
0: But uh, Jordan, it was great having you on. Thanks for thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Jordan. Yeah, thanks for having me. Any final words? Anyone you want to call out? Anyone you want to throw a shout out? Anything? Any final words for the listeners? I got nothing, just uh looking forward to a to a fun week ten. Uh Connor. Any any anything anything for our listeners here that are yeah. holding on?
1: Yeah, shout out to my boy uh Aaron Rodgers. Um hope now that you've come out of the closet about being unvaccinated, it's time to let everyone know that you're actually gay. Nothing wrong with that, buddy.
0: <laughs> nothing but definitely nothing wrong with it.
1: Nothing wrong with that.
0: Uh, shout out to Curz for another great episode. You know, hopefully, you know there was some there were some questions about the legality of episode two of A Widow Strange. Uh, hopefully, those don't make the light of day. And like I've always said,
2: again, this is why we got on iTunes. <laughs> I I think if Aaron Rodgers' lawyers get a get a hold of this podcast, there might be some legal questions involved in this episode too. It sounds like the uh, the that interview was a more consensual.
0: And, sure, uh, sounds like it.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah definitely. Yeah, the, the Rudy's. But uh, shouts out to Rudy and uh, shouts out to Curtis for for another good episode of A Wheel of Strange. Three down, eight more to go for Curtis. Love it uh, before he completes Keep the, up the uh, good work, dude. So, if you have some more ideas for his uh, for a future episode, uh, make sure to reach out to him or talk about it in Discord. And uh, but that does it for today's podcast. Thanks for everyone for listening, and we'll we'll see you guys next week.
1: See you, boys.